With all that extra time you've been spending indoors lately, you might be wondering if you should get back into gaming again. And maybe the last time you were involved in gaming was back when the Nintendo Wii went viral and basically dominated the conversation back in the mid-2000s. There's also a very strong chance that if it wasn't your last console, you did own one as the Nintendo Wii went on to sell over 101 million units according to the official Nintendo Investor Relations page. Now, whether or not you're just looking to find a system like the Wii for your yourself or you're looking to buy a gift for a significant other possibly even just something for your parents or grandparents to give them a little fun and keep them active maybe we can try and find out together what system is most like the Wii. this is the video games podcast and right after this we will try to help you find out The best way to figure out what console is closest to the Wii is to figure out what made the Wii so popular in the first place. Now, unfortunately, I don't think there was one big thing that made the Wii a smash hit, but I think there are definitely a collection of assets that propelled the Nintendo system to rarefied air for gaming consoles, even by Nintendo standards. If it had to be narrowed down, then I think the top factors that made the Wii a winner would be its size, its price, its focus on exercise, its excellent library of games, and obviously, its motion-based functionality. One thing that casual or non-gamers don't want is to have a huge piece of equipment that takes up all the room in the entertainment unit. And even worse, if the console is too big and doesn't fit in the entertainment unit and is forced to become a huge eyesore near the TV. The Wii is about 6 inches tall and long, but only about 2.5 inches wide. The Wii only weighed around 2.7 pounds, which did allow for easy transportation to friends or for family gatherings. The PS4 is about twice as big, and in terms of area, it's around 12 inches by 12 inches and has a height of 2 inches, and it weighs over double at 6 pounds. As expected, if you've ever held or seen the Xbox One originally, it was huge, measuring slightly bigger than the PS4 in size and weighing in at 7 pounds, which is almost 3 times the weight of the Wii. The most comparable system in terms of size and weight is the Nintendo Switch, which is about 4 inches tall by about 9 inches wide and about half an inch deep, giving it a very small surface area and an insanely low weight at 0.9 pounds, which is perfect for taking it to your friends or for family gatherings. An easy way to convince casual gamers or even non-gamers to purchase your system is to make the barrier to entry as painless as possible. Pricing is usually one of the main barriers for potential buyers. Most people can justify spending around two to three hundred dollars, which is the cost of a few expensive meals out. But the nice thing about the Wii is that it will keep on giving long after digestion has taken place. The Wii launched at two hundred and forty-nine dollars in two thousand and six, which works out to around three hundred and ten dollars when you factor in inflation in twenty twenty. The PS4 at launch was $399 and the Xbox One was $499, which puts these consoles well above a similar range. Now, Nintendo's hybrid once again has the most in common with the Wii because the Switch launched in 2017 at $299, which would technically make it cheaper than what the Wii launched at in 2006. There are lots of reasons why the Wii was able to transcend beyond just the gaming crowd and reach not only casual gamers, but also attract non-gamers. Nintendo made everyone a potential customer. 
everyone wants to be healthy and exercise, but not many people actually enjoy it. What the we did was make exercising fun, or at least tried to, by making it a game. I can't think of extra gaming being a term before the Wii was around, so in essence, I think the Wii was the birthplace of extra gaming. And at the very least, Nintendo has always been at the forefront of extra gaming, going all the way back to the track and field pad. The pack-in of Wii Sports undoubtedly helped that game sell almost 90 million copies, making it one of Nintendo's highest-selling titles. But the Wii didn't stop there with its exercise-centric games. Exercise games became a major focus for the Wii, including other peripherals such as the Wii Motion Plus and the Wii Balance Board. Everyone was a potential customer because everyone knows how to swing a bat or swing a tennis racket. The only real comparable for companies that are committed to exercise gaming peripherals is still Nintendo. Xbox tried their hand with the Kinect, but once that didn't take off, the game stopped, and as we know, production shut down. PlayStation does offer some pretty great games that will get you sweating like Beat Saber, but we will talk about that soon and how it involves the whole PSVR commitment. And this brings us full circle back to Nintendo and back to Ring Fit Adventure. The Ring Con and the Leg Strap each hold one of the Joy-Cons and make exercising fun as you try to defeat Drago, the bodybuilding dragon, with all types of exercises as well as yoga. The game is truly a lot of fun and it's easy to see why it became in such high demand in early 2020 as supply just couldn't keep up. There are certainly ways that you can incorporate motion controls on systems like the Xbox One and the PS4, but both aren't greatly supported. For the Xbox One, you would have to purchase a second-hand Kinect 2.0 to take advantage of a small handful of games as Microsoft abandoned support and halted production for the Kinect back in 2018. It would also be quite challenging to find games from around 2013-2014 when the system launched with these games and they were designed with the Kinect in mind, but even the ones that were designed with the Kinect were not great experiences. As for the PSVR, there is a better argument for offering a similar gaming experience that isn't based around a standard controller. Enter PSVR, PlayStation's foray into the virtual reality market and arguably the most successful consumer VR unit. Virtual reality is still very much in its infancy and as such can feel akin to going out in the ocean in a life raft. Many people experience motion sickness, especially if we are discussing the Wii demographic who wouldn't be considered hardcore gamers. The other major problem with the PSVR is the cost and ease of entry, both of which are quite high. To begin playing, you will first need to buy a PlayStation 4. Then you will need to buy the PSVR kit and hopefully you can find the bundle that comes with the move wands to fully experience something along the lines of the Wiimote and the Nunchuck. Although with the purchase of a PSVR along with a PlayStation, you are much closer to $1000 which is a hard purchase for anyone that isn't a hardcore gamer and we aren't even going to mention all the wires and setup needed. The Switch, on the other hand, is basically a tablet, which in 2020, everyone knows how to use whether you're 1 or 100 years old. One HDMI cable and one power cable, and you are ready to play motion gaming with the Joy-Cons that remove extremely easily and give the ability for two-player gaming and motion control right out of the box. The Joy-Cons are the evolution of what the Wii started with motion controls, gyroscopes, and IR almost 15 years ago. Figuring out what system most resembles the Wii means looking at the top selling games and seeing what people were playing. 
Six out of the top 10 selling games for the Wii are focused around either exercise or using motion as a key pillar for controlling the game. And on top of the major focus for exercise or motion-centric titles, the Wii also featured classic IP that included recognizable titles or characters such as Mario, Zelda, Donkey Kong, and Metroid. When Nintendo decides to do something, they fully commit and this has been a pattern over their history since making gaming consoles, peripherals like the Super Scope, Virtual Boy, and more recently things like Labo and Ring Fit Adventure. Sure, some of these creations have been abandoned very quickly, but the point that I'm trying to make is whether an idea is silly or not, they commit to making it the right way. Now, supporting it uh, without an audience is a very different question. There would have been many easy ways to incorporate exercising into Ring Fit Adventure without spending all the research and development costs on the Ring Con, but it's this commitment that makes it feel much more than just an afterthought like many other companies would have. The technology that the RingCon uses makes it much more than just a cheap piece of inanimate plastic that most exercising games come with. Along with a great way to exercise on the Nintendo Switch, Nintendo also has the massive benefit of having a stable of extremely valuable IP on their platforms, and this instantly gives each Nintendo console the instant recognition for most consumers and even non-gamers as most people have heard of Mario, Zelda, or Donkey Kong, all three characters that are already on the Nintendo Switch. There is no competition when it comes to the best casual gaming system that also incorporates all of the factors that made the Wii a runaway success other than the Nintendo Switch. And as much as I wanted it to be a closer competition or even a glamorous answer, it's clear that Nintendo is the only company still committed to having experiences like this. The only argument that is worth entertaining is the PlayStation 4 with its PSVR, but its high price point combined with advanced technological knowledge pushes it outside the casual category and into a more hardcore market. Now, if you think someone that you would love would like to get into games casually and would also like the benefit of staying fit, then the Nintendo Switch is the easy answer if you can find it, but just don't get their hopes up yet as there is no bowling. Well, there you have it, the definitive answer to which system most resembles the Wii. And that's going to be all for the Video Games Podcast this week. Thank you for listening and keeping things simple. Please consider subscribing to the podcast if you haven't already. And if you enjoyed the show or any of our other episodes, then please give us a positive review or rating on whatever platform you listen to. It really helps out with the algorithms. Remember, gaming is supposed to be a fun form of escapism, so be nice to your fellow gamer, but more importantly... Be nice to your fellow human.